Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein. Welcome to All That Matters, our weekly positivity podcast. I wanted to share a quote with you to start off this week. It's by Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, our chief want is someone who will inspire us to be what we know we could be. We most want to have someone inspire us to be what we know we could be. And it got me thinking for this week's podcast about what or who inspires us. I recently returned from a visit to the Berkshires where I'm working on a new book and I found myself in a cemetery in Stockbridge honoring the memory of a woman whose story I only recently discovered. Perhaps you've heard of her, but most have not. Let me share her story with you. Born into slavery in 1742, this young girl known as Mumbette, or simply Bet, was given to the Ashley family of Sheffield, Massachusetts in her early teens. And during her period of enslavement to them, she married and had a child, Betsy. Now in 1780, Mrs. Ashley, the woman who owned Mumbet, was very upset at her daughter for something and apparently struck at Betsy with a heated shovel. But the mom, Bet, shielded her daughter and received a deep wound in her arm in the process. Mumbet left this wound uncovered as it healed, as evidence of her harsh treatment in servitude. When asked again and again, where did that come from, miss? She is reported to have calmly replied each time, ask the missus. This was her day, time. This was her way of having some dignity. She wanted that wound seen. And she wanted someone else to answer for it. So perhaps it was this wound from this painful blow, from that hot oven shovel from Ashley's violently tempered wife, Hannah, that finally pushed Mumbet over the edge. She had heard Colonel Ashley, who owned her, talking with his male friends, discussing a new state constitution with its proclamations of equality. And she heard these words from Article 1 of that new constitution. All men are born free and equal and have certain natural, essential, and unalienable rights, among which may be reckoned the right of enjoying and defending their lives and liberties, that of acquiring, possessing, and protecting property, in fine, that of seeking and obtaining their safety and happiness. Now, Mumbet recognized the potential legal and moral import of these words, and she sought out an attorney to sue for her freedom under this newly ratified state constitution. All we know is that she marched into the winter night from Ashley Falls to Sheffield, 
where she visited the home of a noted attorney, a future Massachusetts Supreme Court justice, and an abolitionist, Theodore Sedgwick, to ask for his help in her suing for her freedom. Sedgwick agreed, and he tried Mumbet's case to be liberated in the local courthouse in Great Barrington, where they pled her case in the Court of Common Pleas in August of 1781. When the jury ruled in her favor, she became the first African-American woman to be set free under the Massachusetts Constitution. Her case, Brom and Bett versus Ashley, served as the precedent in the state Supreme Court case that brought an end to the practice of slavery in Massachusetts. It is written in a journal that it was kept by the Sedgwick family that when Mumbet inhaled her first breath of freedom right there on the courtroom steps, she immediately announced her new name, one of her choosing, not one given to her by a slave owner. She took the name Elizabeth Freeman and spent her life then on employed by the Sedgwicks for whom she worked as a governess until the Sedgwick children were grown. And then she and daughter Betsy bought and moved into their own house in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, where she was widely recognized and in demand for her skills as a healer, a midwife, and nurse. Elizabeth Freeman died in 1829 and is buried in the Stockbridge Cemetery alongside the Sedgwick family who became her family. She knew the meaning of freedom far more than most, and she is the reason I was so drawn to stand in that cemetery, to find her grave buried there in what is known as the Sedgwick Pie because it's located in a, in a circle and the, the plots are located like in a pie shape around the patriarch and matriarch of that family. But she has given a very prominent place. The Sedgwick's daughter recorded in her journal words spoken by this brave woman, Mumbet, who later became known by her free name, Elizabeth Freeman. She is said, any time while I was a slave, if one minute's freedom had been offered to me, and I had been told I must die at the end of that minute, I would have taken it. Just to stand one minute of God's earth, a free woman, I would. Can you imagine a person who had been raised and then treated in such a way? We can't begin to wrap our minds around it And yet such a woman and many such women and men and children so lived. This woman used her will. This woman used her intellect. 
This woman used her ability to put her wound literally out in the open to have others answer for it and to stand for herself and fight for her own freedom. That woman inspires me. That is a woman whose story bears telling and retelling. It is so interesting to note that actress Kira Sedgwick is a distant relative of that Sedgwick family and found out about that on television when her background and biography was studied by Henry Louis Gates. You know, stories such as those of Elizabeth Freeman let us know that we don't know or recognize the full history of America, just like I suspect we don't know the full history of many countries. Sometimes I wonder whether there are parts of our own history we don't even know about. And I often find myself asking, did I not ask enough questions of my dad or mom when they were living? How could I find out more? So many of us become interested in our ancestry later rather than sooner in life. But it is an important question to ask about our own histories, the parts of it we don't know about, and hidden in there may be stories that inspire us. I note that James Baldwin wrote, Love takes off masks that we fear we cannot live without and know we cannot live within. Think of that. Love takes off masks that we fear we cannot live without and know we cannot live within. Somehow, by some remarkable inner strength forged in love for herself, for her daughter, for freedom, Elizabeth Freeman removed her mask placed on her by an inhumane society into which she was born and with her transformational actions claimed her liberty. Elizabeth Freeman, an American hero, a heroine of humanity. I did not know her story. Now I do. So do you. Tell it. And ask yourself this week the simple question. Who inspires you? What inspires you? Listen as the answers reveal themselves. Share your answer with at least one other. Spread the inspiration around. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters.